The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? The date was Thursday, March 9th, 1989. It was a rainy day, and I, too, was raining from my eyes as I was born. (laughs) A blonde head with blue eyes. My parents were happy. I was sad. I turned away my head as they looked my way. I have a question for you. Are you wearing your black turtleneck on purpose today or is this just coincidence? It's a coincidence. <laughs> I just happen to be wearing a black turtleneck and just happen to be giving the Eric speech from his one man show. Then you were version. Leah, <laughs> it's a Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. The irony is not lost on me. Well, but here I, I am Jesus. in despair. Uh, you're in despair. Missed, I'm in despair. Woke up 30 minutes late from my doctor's appointment. They sent me away uh-huh. when I got there today. I think what we need to do is we just need to... Like, I wish this was April 1st and we could just prank the listeners and have this entire podcast be Sarah's one woman show 
um, because I feel like that would be amazing. But we can't do that, Sarah, because it's not just me and you today. We have a special guest and this is the first time she's ever been on the show. And I feel like she's already getting the vibes of like, what did I sign up for? Why did I ask to be here today? Um, (laughs) Because I did ask. That's the thing is I very much volunteered myself for this. Your fault. Uh, The voice that you just heard is the wonderful Melissa Woodward. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to be on. And yeah, I very much was uh, talking to these two and I was like, so I've never been on your podcast. I don't know if that's like a thing we want to fix or not. (laughs) Very much a public shaming of why have I not been invited yet? And the reason was, I don't think I knew that you had watched Boy Meets World. Like, I don't believe it had ever come up in conversation. If it did, I don't remember it. So why don't you give us a little bit of like your background on your history with the show? Yeah, I watched this show as it was airing on Fridays on TGIF. Did you, you had TGIF? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Boy Meets World was like the staples of TGIF when I was growing up. And I watched all of this. Uh, I remember when this show ended, I like, this was like a a big show in my childhood. I remember watching a lot of this. My, so my big thing with Boy Meets World is that like my family watched it and would quote, uh, You haven't got to it yet, but there's a scene later where uh, they find that I I believe it's uh, Sean at one point is in his underwear. Um, And uh, I think it's something. And I think it's Eric um, pulls like a sleeping bag or or a blanket or something away and yells underpants at him. Oh, yeah. Underpants. Yes. My family would say that to each other randomly a lot. No context at all. Just no. very randomly. <laughs> so, yeah. So Underpants. It, was, it was one of those things where I was like, oh man, like how much did I watch Boy Meets World growing up? Like when when would I and I was thinking about it and I was like, oh right, we quoted that one line a lot. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I look back, like, specifically these two episodes, the second episode, like, I very much remembered, and not only that, I was able to quote some of it, and so then I wonder, like, is it just, does it unlock something in my brain from when I had a better memory, or have I seen these episodes so many times that they just, like, are ingrained in my brain? Uh, I don't know. It could be either. As I've gotten older, I've definitely gotten a worse memory, though. So maybe those things are just things that have stuck with me. Um, but that's funny. I had no absolutely no idea because I guess so Melissa's Canadian for the uninitiated. So I didn't I guess I didn't think about like what channels you all had up there because sometimes you didn't have the same channels as us. So some shows we know about in the States you've like never heard of or if you've heard of them, you didn't watch them when you were kids. For sure. And like the, the like we didn't really have the Disney Channel. Yeah. Growing up. Uh, we talked about this recently uh, because things like Halloween Town was like not a movie I watched growing up because we didn't have um, Disney Channel original movies. Uh, I didn't even know that that's what DICOM or DCOM <laughs> then. DCO, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Boy Meets World, I think, was on. I can't remember what channel it would have been, you know, what channel. For us, for it was like ABC was Family. Once it yeah. was, that was like syndication, I think was ABC Family. But it must have been ABC proper when it was actually on. Right. Yeah. And like we still, most of the content that we consumed was American television. Yeah. Uh, it was on just like different numbered channels. Uh, I also watched Girl Meets World. I heard y'all talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> you okay? I just refused I, to watch it. <laughs> I didn't. 
think it was i felt so much nostalgia for it i didn't hate it oh this is a hot take this is a spicy take to walk into the podcast Uh, with i just can't get over the fact that they had the audacity to like make that show and then like not really live up to the because i've seen some stuff i haven't seen the full show but like it feels like callbacks for callbacks sake versus like actually building upon an existing world an existing you know property and that I guess is my problem with it is like they're just trying to manipulate us all these 90s kids they're like oh you must have children now make them watch this show or you yourself can watch it and I won't fall for their tricks my issue with (laughs) my issue with girl means world is more so um we give props to boy means world all the time for being a very mature show that um trusts its viewers and had grown with its viewers and touched on really hard topics while i feel as though girl means world and i think that this is just kind of more so on how tv treats children in the year 2021 or the late i don't know in recent years they dumb down shows and they don't trust their viewers anymore to connect the dots they have to instead of i don't know they they have to be like ridiculous or silly and they can't get into heavier topics Mm -hmm. and i think that's like the charm and what made Boy Meets World special. They didn't carry over to Girl Meets yeah. World. I just think they like they play it safe almost like they're afraid of getting any backlash from any parent who's like, how dare you call this a kid show like my kid watched this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I think that's really just like how Disney shows are made these days and what's currently on television. Yeah, so. I think that's very true. Like, there's a lot that I remember that Boy Meets World dealt with. Like, even, you know, these um, mm-hmm. episodes included. And the only thing that really stands out for me about Girl Meets World is that I enjoyed whenever Sean was on. Because I felt like the he's, like, I feel like he's the heart of the show mm-hmm. originally. And he brought that same heart to Girl Meets World. But otherwise, I totally agree. Like, it's very much fluffier than the original it feels more full house than it does boy meets world right like full house always felt like that show that ends in a hug everybody hugs everybody's happy at the end of the episode i don't feel like boy meets world is necessarily that way yes there's a lot of hugs there's a lot of like family stuff but they do deal with harder topics um and they do it in such a nuanced special way um it's one of the reasons we wanted to cover this show so that's very interesting though to hear about it I I love hearing people's stories of like have you watched Girl Meets World because I feel like a lot of us have a lot of the people who grew up in the 90s have did you hear about it and you're like oh now I have to check this out you know um but let's let's get into the episodes proper so we're covering season four episodes 10 and 11 FYI to those listening Disney Plus, for some reason, this happened to us once before. I don't know if it was in season one or what season it was in, that like Disney Plus has them out of order from like what the wiki says, what the DVDs have, what the original airing was. We're watching in the original airing order. So we're today, we're covering Turkey Day and we are covering, um, what's the name of the other one? An Affair to Forget. 
Yes, that's the one. Um, so if you didn't watch those ones, you know, pause down or whatever. We don't want to, I don't know, spoil you. And this is a very old show. Confuse you. <laughs> confuse you. Yes. But it is confusing. It is. Uh, let's start off with Turkey Day because you know what? It kind of is perfect that we're covering this episode now because it kind of is like halfway between the two Thanksgivings, the American Thanksgiving and Canadian Thanksgiving. So perfect time to be covering a Thanksgiving episode. Um we start off in Feeney's class and they're learning about like the conflict in Rwanda, which I like obviously I know about, but I had forgotten that they even mentioned this on the show. Sarah, were you like impressed that they had like the Tutsis and the, the Hutus on here? <laughs> like, I, yeah, very topical. I feel as though they, I don't, I don't know. Feeney's definitely in the know. Um, and, but Corey and Sean are not. They are, um, Thinking that like Feeney's given up with teaching is just making stuff up now. Yeah, the words are not familiar to them at all. They don't believe that Rwanda Tutsis are like. Re- I mean, fair. I can understand why they would think Tutsis is something to giggle at, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's obviously not a great look, but it's um, yeah. I, I it was interesting because I don't I can't remember around the time like I remember when Hotel Rwanda came out and we I watched feel like it in class. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be kind of like a similar time. This was like a huge international story. And so I thought it was just kind of interesting. Yeah, that this is then being used as this opportunity to talk about like class prejudice on this children's show. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was kind of kind of cool. And yeah, I always love anything to do with Feeny. I will say most of my notes for this are just like, oh, I love this character. Oh, I love this character. Oh, I love this character. (laughs) But Feeny is like obviously one of those. Right, everything he says. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Feeney is kind of like getting into um, more like his like warm. Like I want to hug Feeney, and less so like oh Feeney's on my case about doing my homework, Feeney. Yeah. So um, I I, like especially especially the stuff with Eric. It's just like I you know they're as Amy said they're great together. Mm -hmm. So I'm really enjoying Feeney. Uh, we used to we used to get the critique that we did not show enough appreciation for Feeney, but that's because he was telling us to do homework and he gave us rulers for Halloween. So yeah. <laughs> um, we like this Feeney more. However, he still is giving out papers during holiday weekends, which I feel as though is really wrong. It's tough, right? Like you have a holiday break. I feel like there's only so much you can expect from your students and to give out an entire paper assignment over Thanksgiving break seems a little rough in my opinion because it's not even a whole week, right? Like do they get a whole week actually? They Mm -hmm. might. I just know for work I don't, but maybe kids do. I mean, but Thursday is the holiday. Friday you're too busy shopping at 4 a.m. Exactly. Who has the time? Who has time to do papers? (laughs) Uh, But they've they've uh, they're doing a food drive, and of course Corey and Sean won. Um, And the reason they won is apparently because every single year they pull the same scam. Sean gets cans from the food bank, and then he donates the same cans year after year. Um, and they win a turkey and stuffing. Melissa, did you find it odd that they were just given a turkey in the middle of the school day? Yeah, like that. Where is that turkey going to be stored for the next like four hours? I don't know. Where has it been stored? Gross. Yeah, but I do love that uh, they're both like the stuffing though. Like we, that's all yes, we care about is we, we both all just can want agree. The stuffing, the stuffing yeah. is the best part, and it's box yes. stuffing. I didn't see a stovetop label, but if we assume it's stovetop, I'm on board with this stuffing. I bought stuffing yeah. today at the grocery store. Did you? 
Yeah, because I, it was all like all the Thanksgiving stuff was out. So oh, I like already. grabbed a couple of like cranberries. I grabbed the stuffing. So um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to make the stuffing. How are you going to make a turkey in your tiny oven, though? Oh, so that's like the thing. And I told Drew that I don't want Cornish hens. So I, I've, I don't know if like I've talked about this before. My oven is comically small. It is legitimately 20 inches. It's a baby oven. It's so um, tiny. And no, you cannot fit a turkey in the oven. And we usually do Cornish hens. And I said that I didn't want the Cornish hens this year because they're too much work for not enough reward. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what we're going to do. I We have to like find like there a must small be a turkey. restaurant or something that will like you could get a turkey from. Yeah, I guess so. That's maybe a good idea. Or like a turkey breast, like just get a turkey breast. Oh, you definitely could just buy a turkey breast. Yeah. 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 It's a struggle. Eat, like, not turkey. <laughs> we made well, a chicken not, last turkey's year. Turkey's not that good. Yeah. I, I prefer chicken, honestly. Well, so like for, okay, I mean like nobody needs to know this, but like we for Christmas, we did lobsters last year. So I don't know. It's fancy. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> did they not turn out great, Sarah? Uh, don't uh, well actually Drew's Drew not gonna not, listen to this. Drew doesn't listen to the podcast. I did not enjoy the lobsters, but he wants lobster again. I'm like, Ugh. maybe get lobster tails. Like I feel like that no, would that's be what we did. Oh, you did oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I would just at this rate, I just want the stuffing, just like the boys. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, they both are arguing over the stuffing because of course it's the best part. Um, and they decide the only way that this will work out is if both of their families have Thanksgiving together. That is the, res the resolution to this issue. Um, very cute, but I don't know. I've never done a Thanksgiving that I can think of with anybody besides just my immediate family. Melissa, what about you? Have you ever done like something like this where it's like your friends' families get together or something? Like I've done Friendsgiving. Oh, um, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I've never done like my – I've always wanted to be that person. Like I always think like when I'm – hosting I want to be the person that just like oh you have nowhere to go like come over and I yeah. want I, I want all the orphans to to come and like have Thanksgiving with me our Thanksgiving was also a month ago but um you know just <laughs> confirm that but uh no I've never done this I also um yeah it is kind of this very maybe a bit like juvenile idea of like oh we're best friends and therefore our families will be yes. best friends and everything be perfect because we can all just hang out all the time and it's like okay but like yeah, even yeah. though your families really haven't met that much. And the one time they did, it was when Sean's father was dropping him off for indefinitely and Alan was not very pleased with it. So it's kind of like, well, if they have any relationship, it's not that great. Yeah, exactly. I think that um, like a part of it going into this conversation is that it's not like Alan and Amy have zero knowledge of what kind of people Chet and Verna are because they just came off of an entire year where Chet and Verna ran off and abandoned their son. Like that is just something to think about. Now I will not be defending Alan and Amy throughout this episode, but if I had to play devil's advocate, that's the one thing I can throw into the conversation. Yeah. It seems like neither family is interested in it. Alan and Amy don't want to. Amy says it's a family holiday. The hunters aren't interested, um, mainly because Chet says he he said they'd be mixing the classes. 
Um, he just doesn't think that they belong together. And but Verna wants to do it. She says she thinks it sounds nice. Like she is the one person who seems like very into this idea. And as much shade as I have thrown at Verna in the past for her actions, I do. I have to say, I feel like she makes the most effort here, Melissa, of all of the adults. Yeah, I this was very heavy handed and I felt like it could have I get that it's a children's show and yeah. so like it, it has to be like hey everyone do you get it Sean's family is poor and Corey's family is less poor and therefore they're not friends and I was like okay I yes I understand but yeah I do think it would have been interesting uh to think back to like why Corey's family isn't very close with Sean's family right like because it, it is kind of weird if you've been friends for this long like, my best friend growing up, like, our moms were friends, you know? Like, they obviously weren't, like, the absolute best of friends and our whole families didn't get along. Mm-hmm. But, like, they still had to chaperone field trips yeah. together. And, they could you know, sit down and have a normal cool. conversation. Yeah, it wasn't quite so weird of, like, oh, we have literally never, you know, had an extended conversation together. Um, yeah, it was weird. But, yeah, and... Fern is at least like, yeah, we'll make the best of it and we'll be fine. And then uh, I love Chet Hunter. I like seeing him made me emotional, not to like spoil things to come, but mm-hmm. it was, I like had a lot of feelings when he popped up on my screen. I He's a like, very iconic oh. character. Yeah. Yeah. I love him calling her a social climber. Like She <laughs> is a social climber. <laughs> she doesn't want them over to like have tea. She wants them over so that she can get ingrained in like, High Society of Cedar Oaks or whatever it's called. I mean, I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing that she wants like more out of life, right? Like we already know she wanted Chet to get a job. She was tired of living like paycheck to paycheck. She, she wants wanted to, to pay be the bills. Normal, Chet. Yeah, I want to be normal. Yeah. So it's like I don't I don't necessarily blame her. Um and so we uh <laughs> we I love Verna calling the Matthews with a tip that there's a goat. Um, that you have to watch out for and you can't wear camo because it bothers the bear. <laughs> yeah. but, but you can't wear red for the goat. Like, I'm sorry, it's not a bowl. I don't understand. Why can't you wear red? Goat in front hates of the goat? red. <laughs> I don't know. I like offended by the color red. I felt like goats are colorblind. I don't know. Of course, she's wearing red in that scene. I don't know if goats are colorblind, but they do have rectangular pupils, just yeah. as a fun goat fact. What does that do? What does that know? mean? I have no idea, but it's a true fact. Like, interesting goat pupils. Now I want to go stare at some goats. That, yeah. I don't. Like, I feel like they can hypnotize you. But they're mean. rectangular pupils. <laughs> and, yeah, and there's bears. There's a lot of stuff happening. I know. There's the a lot park. of things happening in this trailer park. Um, and then we get this scene with Frankie. Now, here's the thing. We've seen a lot of Frankie recently, and I'm loving it personally. Like, I really love Frankie as a character. I really hated Joey, and I'm happy he's, like, cut loose from that ball and chain that he didn't need. Um, and we get more Herman. We know I love. Herman is the cutest little guy ever. Um, I'm curious as to why they keep including them in these episodes, because they are quite tertiary characters at this point, Sarah. Like, why do you think, do they think like the viewers just like love I think him? America loves Frankie yeah. and they love little Herman. Yeah. And it's the scene we get is so cute because Frankie walks in and he's, he talks to Alan and he's like, I want to discuss a dating situation about Morgan. <laughs> no. Call the cops. No. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. You misunderstand me. Um, it's for, um, 
my li- my little brother Herman, and he comes and he gives her flowers, and he has this little speech prepared. Dear Matthew's family, especially the father, I request you, the presence. You, you, you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's gross. This is the nineties. Yeah. That you're I like, know, especially it's, I know the father. Nineties, but I still oh, hate it. I can still okay. hate it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. like asking for permission from their father, like the yeah, whole like thing. Yeah, like she's his property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. That that I hear you. Uh, but I request the presence of Morgan Matthews for an after dinner piece of pumpkin pie. Um, <laughs> the word around the block is that the Matthews will be in the vicinity for Thanksgiving, and this is what I love about this episode. Morgan wants to go and she doesn't say like, ew, like he's a boy or like, ew, he's not like a popular boy or ew, he's part of the trailer park. Like she wants to go and she's like, he's very like romantic with her little Herman. And she's like, you know, she's not like, oh, like into it. Like, I don't know, like in a, like a teenager would be, but she's. She's into it in a kid, in a kid way. Like she she should be. Yeah. And I like that. She's not like, ew like boys or like ew it's Herman like I'm very 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 glad that she was like into it and I was like oh little Morgan so open-minded yeah and like I love Herman's warning about the goat don't underestimate him he's wily he's wily (laughs) (laughs) I just love Herman like everything Herman says he's just so like sophisticated for his age um so we are now at the hunter's house it is it is Thanksgiving now, and we see the Matthews walking up. Amy left her purse in the car, and she says, like, you know, I don't want to leave it in the car. Everyone seems to be having, like, a very negative, you know, attitude about the entire situation. Like, I don't blame Amy. Like, I don't leave my purse in the car, like, anywhere I go. Um, But it feels like the reason she's saying it is because they're at the trailer park. Um, I don't know. A lot of stuff this episode gave me, like, quite icky vibes from both sides. Um, and it starts with the Matthews. Morgan says she has to pee. And then Amy's like, not until you get home. They have bathrooms, Amy. This is a trailer park. It's not like, you know, a fair. Like, there's not porta potties. Like, Melissa, there's indoor plumbing and trailers. What is going yeah. on here? <laughs> I know. I, yeah, that's the thing. It's just this whole episode felt, it was just a bit heavy handed. Like, I felt like there was, a, yeah. I don't know, like maybe there was a way to do this. The other thing is that, like, these two families are not that different right like it's not like the matthews or some like upper echelon like (laughs) they're like lower middle class probably they're like lower middle class versus lower class like it's not that huge and yeah there's indoor plumbing and it's i don't know uh but i agree like don't leave your purse in the car i've done that this is how you get your purse stolen yeah car broken into and like you're have to put an alert on your social insurance number for the next several years so you know been there done that don't do it (laughs) Um, so the, the Matthews are looking for the hunter's house and cause Corey runs off to go get the purse. And of course they see the hunters and Alan, I mean, anybody would think this literally anybody would think, oh, hunter isn't a name. Maybe it's hunter and the H fell off. But this guy, Sarah is so pissed off that yeah. Alan would even imagine that he very is offended he's like oh you think that if like a letter didn't fall off then i wouldn't replace it mm-hmm. um and he doesn't like the fact that they're from not around there he thinks that morgan is bragging about being from a you know a, a neighborhood like cedar heights mm-hmm. and right away he just doesn't like 
the Matthews vibe and he doesn't like, I don't know, people that don't belong newcomers. I it's, it's very like right away. He's like very resistant and, um, Alan and Amy spend this entire episode backtracking and put their putting their foot in their mouth, and yeah. it's it, it can't. I, it honestly just keeps getting worse and worse. Like there's a difference between having like a you know a, a simple mistake and then judging. I think they went into this with a judgy attitude. Absolutely, the beginning. They yeah, they um, never went in with an open mind, which is the problem, yeah. right? Like you're going to someone else's house. Like, be respectful, be kind, and, like, welcome them. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't be judgmental, which is – it feels like a lot of what's happening across the board in this episode is is judgment. Um, so Sean invites them in. Um, Alan brought wine. And I don't – I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but the way Alan says, like, oh, I brought you a nice bottle of wine. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, there's something coded there in him saying a nice bottle of wine. And Chet says, oh, I already had a plan for a big box of wine. Um, the least we can do is drink your wine. But Verna, <laughs> Verna means well, but I feel like this is a terrible idea that she wants to mix the wine. She wants to pour the boxed wine and the bottle of wine together and put... Sarah, you are a sangria enthusiast. I am. Are you supposed to put bananas in sangria? I've never put bananas oh, in my God. sangria I was ever. Like, this I sounds put, gross. I've like, never heard of bananas in sangria. I put like citrus, oranges, <laughs> lemon, limes, apples, cherries. Maybe. No, yeah, I've I've never I've never. But mm. that doesn't seem crazy. Maybe like a plum moment if you're acting like really really zesty. White sangria. A peach white sangria or nectarine, lovely. Never put bananas in my sangria. Bananas just, and oranges like for the smush, cake, right? right? Yeah. Ugh. Friendship sangria. Now that that seems a little off. I'm assuming that that's the produce that they currently have, but it's like. You know, it, it's actually it's very customary if somebody brings a bottle of wine that you open the bottle of wine yeah. and then you it's one bottle of wine. You finish the bottle of wine and then you move on to the box wine. Like when you bring a bottle of wine to somewhere, unless like there's like times where like people stow it away if it's like a really nice bottle of wine. But no, you like drink. It's not a big deal. It's like you shouldn't be offended by the fact that somebody's bringing you a bottle of wine. Like that's very uh, around my parts. That's very customary. That would not offend. <laughs> no, I've Am never been offended by a bottle of wine. <laughs> no, you bring a bottle of wine and then you leave it there and then they can have nice wine another day. Mm -hmm. There's clearly just like so much going on here, right? Like Chet <laughs> clearly feels what Alan is saying about like, oh, like I brought you this nice bottle of wine. Like he's clearly yeah. picking up what, what Alan is put is implying here and being like, no, we had it covered. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, like bringing wine to a dinner is like pretty customary. It's very normal. It shouldn't, shouldn't be this fraught with tension. <laughs> I know. I guess there's just like so much subtext that like yeah. it's just like overflowing well, and, and the then... show really is beating us over the head with it like what is oh, there yeah. what is the whole cheese situation so, here? like she got like she made a dish with cheese I think it was gruyere maybe gruyere um yeah sounds great um and you know i think it's the fact that like amy had like verna had it just on like a simple like plastic or metal platter and then amy like offers her a dish whatever the dish may be and this beautiful um 
like this porcelain crock porcelain or yeah and then i think verna gets very like self-conscious that her serving wear is not as nice as what she as what amy would have done at her home so she's like oh like you know i'm sure at your house like we you would have done this with the cheese and amy's like no like it's totally fine it's like not a big deal and then she gets like self-conscious and she's like oh like maybe i should have like gone out to do maybe i should do this now it gets very very like it's just like foot and mouth awkwardness the two of them together it's just awkward and you know chet is like i told you this night wasn't going to go well to verna but i don't know it, it really 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 just becomes one disaster after the next I just, for no reason at all to I be just, honest with you like melissa i mean you know i love cheese like gruyere <laughs> is a good cheese yeah it's like, a fancy cheese it is it's very fancy like it, my... that's not a cheese you melt in a microwave you know? <laughs> it's fancy cheese you can melt any cheese in a microwave um she starts but, out good though but then like eventually the the, the cheese whiz she, comes out she keeps like bringing out more and more snacks like will this snack appease you can yeah. i offer you this snack and it gets like trashier quote-unquote trashier and trashier but like yeah it's like you know she just gets verna gets so self-conscious about what she's serving yeah that it's like it's just it gets verna it's okay yeah i feel like cheese whiz was over the top because like even growing up my family would not have served like cheese whiz like i feel like if they weren't trying to hit us over the head with this it would be like store-bought cheese versus Mm -hmm. You know, like the fancy cheese that you buy near the produce section. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, a store brand. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Hannaford brand or the fancy Gruyere. Um, I eat cheese. I'm not eating any of that cheese. Oh, my God. Whoa. I know. Yeah. This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> I don't want any of it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to wait until the oh. stuffing. Oh. So all this cheese nonsense is happening. And poor Corey and Sean are trying to, like, hold things together. Just, like, let's tie it together. <laughs> Just keep them batting down the hatches. Um, Amy asks Chet if everything is okay. And he's like, oh, Verna's having a bout. He asks if she has, like, I don't know what he says, like, female pills in her purse. Like, Melissa, what is yeah. he even referring to? <laughs> what, female what? calming pills? Like, Excuse me? Like, no, they're talking about, like, anxiety meds, right? Oh, my like, God. Yeah, well, it's like he he might it's as well like, have pulled her right like, like yeah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get a knock at the door, and it's Hunter. And like to be honest, I didn't have a strong memory of this episode, and I did not remember this subplot of like Hunter and all of these other like trailer park residents residences. So he says the trailer park homeowners association needs to have a meeting with Chet. It's an emergency meeting. This entire scene, I was like baffled, just baffled, Melissa, that they had the audacity to have this Herbert guy come out. Herbert the Hermit is what I called him. Um, He comes out and he starts going on and on and on about this is a peaceful land and there's no envy and there's no shame. And apparently they're not even allowed to have visitors. What's going on? Yeah, that was the note that I wrote is uh, has no one ever visited this trailer park before. <laughs> I mean, apparently they missed Claire sneaking in and out, Sarah, because she was just yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the Homeowners Association didn't see Claire or she got guest pass. 
it, it, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, you know, you brought an outsider in here. Um, and they basically say, like, you have to kick them out. Like, they're not welcome here. Um, insanity. And this is where Verna is, like, you know, bringing out oh, all Jesus. the snacks. Cheese was on a rice checks and an olive with a pimento on it, I think is what no. she said. There's, like, one olive, yeah. Wow. I'm so uh, confused. Oh, gosh. Are and then. Is in all this? <laughs> Why is it on it? <laughs> What's going on? I, it's disgusting. It sounds. I don't want olives. You I don't like want the olives. Thing. You know what? I would just eat the checks. I'm so. Com- you don't eat olives. No. Green olives, green, black olives, none no. of them. Melissa, oh, tell me you eat olives. Most hated ahead. food. I don't, I don't like olives either. Oh, no. Most people don't. I- that's so strange to me because I just I don't know like I most people. There is like I, a whole theory. No, I think it, right? that, yeah, like, the olive theory. Yeah, some people don't. I feel like I feel like that is a common one that people people don't like is olives. I really I love like on Thanksgiving or any holiday honestly where you have like the like. I don't know what to call it besides like a pickled plate. So you have like your pickles, your dill pickles, your gherkins, your olives. You know, you got all your like canned pickled items on a platter. Sarah, Sarah looks like I'm like insane right now. Melissa, you no. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am a pickle fiend. Yes. So I will eat all of the pickles and leave the olives behind. I'll eat all of it. <laughs> it all sounds great. Yeah, I was at a Halloween party recently and a friend of mine who is also a very big olive fan or also a very big pickle fan like waved me over and he's like, can you come help eat these so that I don't eat the entire thing of myself? <laughs> <laughs> so the two of us just like polished off the entire thing of pickles. What's your preferred pickle? Are you a, a sour? I'm, like, I'm yeah, like a. I don't really care. I kind of eat all, all the of pickles. them. Yeah. Wow, I much prefer like a vlasic dill. I like like a crunchy dill, even like mm-hmm. a spicy dill. I'll do. I'll do a gherkin. I'm not as big of. I like the ham, the ones that are in hamburgers. But I hate. What is it? What are the ones that I don't? I don't like a half sour. Those taste like grossness. Cucumbers. They do taste like they taste like someone didn't know how to pickle things properly. Right. Yeah, it doesn't fair. taste good. Um, so Chet pulls aside Verna and Sean and he says it's small talk time. He's going to go have a small talk with his family. You all small talk in here. Uh, Eric is trying to like get out of this. Everyone seems to be in a cranky mood. Um, and Amy tries to explain to Corey that they've never made friends with Chet and Verna. So like he has to understand that this is a little awkward, like solid point, you know, that they're not very good friends with them. But I still feel like they're not making an effort to even attempt to have normal conversation. Um, and Alan says that because then Corey gets into the whole conversation about Rwanda and Alan says that, you know, being right isn't enough to change the way people feel, which I don't know. I just kind of hated that mentality, Sarah. Like, it just is sad to me. This is just like a bunch of classist bullshit in this episode. And it's very uncomfortable. And it's like the worst that um, I've seen Alan and Amy. I just feel as though that they're very ick this episode. And I think that they have a narrow-minded view set. Um, And, I mean... At least, like, Chet has the pressure of the Homeowners Association to kick them out. Like, they – I mean, they're feeling, like, a little awkward, but they're not, like, judging the Matthews, really. Um, They just feel, like, kind of talked down to throughout all of it. Um, And – you know, Chet is even saying, like, he's not he's not going to kick them out because that's rude, but he's going to hurry them along. 
Um, Melissa, did you catch that uh, Chet calls them the Aristocats? I did. I wrote it down. I was like, I "I knew you would catch it. I was like, I love that reference. Like, because I remember being a kid and like the first thing I knew about, like I knew the Aristocats before I knew what the word aristocrat meant. Same. And then you learn it in school and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. This was a joke the whole time and I didn't realize. I just thought this was what these cats were called. So uh, then we see the, the Matthews coming out because they're taking Morgan to Herman's trailer. First of all, you're going to get pumpkin pie already? You haven't eaten dinner yet, but that's fine. Um, and then Chet, the audacity to ask somebody to crouch down as they walk away from the trailer so they're not seen. He's trying to protect them. Ugh. He probably thinks that they're going to get, like, snatched up by, like, have you ever run into an angry HOA? No. They'll ruin your life. <laughs> They'll no. ruin your life and, like... I, my friend, like, really had bad beef with people in her HOA. And guess what happened? They stole the tire caps off their tires. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. You no. don't want to have a run-in with an angry mob. This is why I don't <laughs> live anywhere that has an HOA. Because it's – like, yeah. no one's going to tell me what color I can paint my house. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You find I mean, it so bizarre. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're not mowing your lawn frequently They enough, measure your whatever, grass. Right? Well, weirdos. So do you have nothing better to do? <laughs> so – That's the like, thing. It's like, no, people their don't. Garbage. That's their job. Yeah. <laughs> So everyone is rushing dinner. We have like Amy and Alan and Verna and Chet like rushing through. They're rushing them through dinner. The kids aren't even there. Alan has broken three plastic forks and Verna like hands over the bag and it gets like so awkward because then, you know, Alan's like, oh, maybe this one will work. And Verna finally tells or excuse me, Chet tells Verna like get, get him a metal fork. But they Chet wants to give them all metal forks. But like. Verna is embarrassed that their metal forks don't match each other. I mean, I kind of get it. Like, I guess I can kind of see how this might be embarrassing if you feel like, well, rich people, all their forks match each other. But I don't know. Would you ever think of that being something that's embarrassing, Sarah? Okay. I would never, I would be embarrassed. However, somebody served me, like, I would be embarrassed if I put out non-matching metal forks because I'm insane. <laughs> However, I don't think I would judge somebody if they served me yeah. with non-matching metal forks. You know what I mean? Like I put the judgment on myself because I have like high expectations on like how I present my home and how I host because I'm literally insane. Well, but also like- because you're in design and that probably is like a part of the way your brain works, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah, part yeah. of your job. Yeah, I'm very – I can be very rigid. However, I would never judge somebody else if they had yeah. not matching forks. Yeah, Melissa, this seems like very normal to me to not have matching forks. It has forks. never crossed my mind to be embarrassed about the fact that my forks don't match. Yeah. Like I just haven't bought forks, right? Like every just, fork I own yes. is some hand-me-down – Wait, is it like literally if you just steal one fork from every restaurant that you go to for (laughs) a year, then you have like a full set. I moved out and my mom like gifted me random forks and, you know, they were some random collection. And then I moved in with a roommate. And then when we 
you know, moved into our own places. We just split up the forks and, you know, we didn't remember whose forks were whose at that wow. point. And yeah. I just have a variety of forks. Most of them don't match. I would think plastic forks are more embarrassing than non-matching That's metal how, forks anyway. That is how I felt. I felt like if you're serving plastic forks and you're eating a tough meat, that seems more embarrassing than using metal forks because the plastic forks are not going to cut through freaking turkey. Like when it's the- not going to happen. When the prongs break off in your meat, it's yeah. like you you know. It's like and then you like bite into it and then yeah. like you're like, oh no. Yeah. Uh, another trip to the dentist's office. <laughs> and when I was growing up, we had we had like a mostly matching set, and there was one fork that looked different, and that was the special fork. And my brother and I would fight over who got to use the special fork that night. Wow. So like in our minds, different forks all the way. That's the special <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, but so it's just like very awkward, the whole fork situation. Um, and no, what's awkward is that Amy is like, oh, when we were starting off, like our forks didn't match either. And then they, once again, foot and mouth, like so awkward obviously like I don't they're know. not starting I, out like they're adults they have a child like yeah that just, was condescending for sure yeah very condescending yeah You're right and alan tries to help the situation by like stating the obvious of like this isn't working out you know and amy feels bad she's like you know vernie you put so much work into this and they both couples kind of just agree you know some people just don't get along and that's fine um but again if you don't make an effort of course you're never gonna get yeah, along they haven't tried to get along they've been so hung up in their own insecurity and their own awkwardness and belief of how things should be that they've like never even tried to like have a conversation yeah yeah they have things in common their children like talk about that easy talk about that yeah talk about all parents want to talk about about their kids you know come on ask a question you know um you had sean in your home home for like a while you know you know a decent amount about him you know ask questions yeah um but sean and Corey are over at frankie's and they both are just blaming i love this part of it that they're each blaming their own parents versus blaming each other's parents it just shows like their friendship and how good of a friendship and bond they have um and uh herman says it's a shame that they dislike each other and frankie compares them back to rwanda to the hutus and the tootsies and Sean says, you know what? I'm like, I'm happy that we didn't know any of that because I'd rather not know and be able to be friends. And this is when we get Herman inviting them to stay. And it was like, I love this scene. I felt like it was very cute. And you get all the kids being like very accepting, which usually is the way it is because things like racism, classism, those aren't, you're not born with them. They're taught. So it's right. just. And that's what they were saying. Like they didn't, they were saying that like they didn't know better. Their parents taught them these ways people are not instinctually you know judgmental or evil or classist or racist it's like what you're taught Mm -hmm. so they're all very thankful for the fact that they can sit there and find common ground with each other and eat at at a table together and they they go around and they talk about what they're thankful for as freaking under is like staring at them melissa does he have nothing better to do on thanksgiving day than stare at a bunch of children Creeper. eating dinner <laughs> yeah. i this scene was so cute and i it, you know i was like oh this is why this show is so good right yeah. because it hits these like sweet moments really really well and then yeah there's like uh the 
two jerks that are like watching these children and rolling their eyes and whatever. It's like, just go be miserable somewhere else. It's fine. Like leave these children to their cute little dinner. And (laughs) who judges children like from the sidelines like that? Apparently they have nothing better to do. Uh, So we get them going around the table saying what they're thankful for. Eric is thankful to eat and he's thankful to be having dinner with his brother and sister and their friends. Frankie's thankful for the guests and the food. Herman's thankful to be sitting next to Morgan. (laughs) Uh, Morgan's thankful to sit at the kids table for once. Um, Or excuse me, I think it's everybody's at the kids table, right? Uh, no, she said, I'm thankful for being uh, for sitting at the kids table. Oh, I was going to say, you yeah. don't want to sit at the kids table. Um, no, she, exactly. That's why she wants to. Right. She's grateful for or thankful this time she's at the kids table. Oh, OK. Because uh, the adults table is such a drag and everyone's judgy and ha- haters. Yeah. Uh, Sean's thankful. Corey's his friend. And Corey's thankful um, to to like people for who they are, even if they're like being raised differently. And of course the parents are all watching this all happen, feeling horrible about themselves. Yeah. You should feel like shit. Exactly. And they're like, you know what? We could try this again. And then we all, they all like join in to Frankie's family's dinner. It's like, geez, what happened to your freaking Turkey dinner? Like you just taken over Frankie's a good thing. Yeah, he's I know. Like generous. Vader's <laughs> like not going to be happy. Like yeah. I know, right? Freaking, what's his name? Vader. Yeah, Vader is going to come out and be like, start woofing at them and be like, where's my food, Frankie? Like, <laughs> where is he anyways? It's not even at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, So we're at school the next day and we get Feeny talking about these papers that they had to submit. And Feeny asks Sean to read his paper to the class. And like, this is so good. Like, I mean, for Sean alone, right? Like, he never does any of his work. Um, But the fact that he turns in this paper and it's so thoughtful. I mean, he says, you know, he thought prejudice only based on class only happened in other countries. Um, He says people can be just as undeveloped and just as cruel as long as children are aware and learn learn that there's hope for everybody. Um, And Feeney gives him an A plus. Like, this was this was a great moment for Sean, I thought, like in this in this whole episode. Obviously, we're looking at you know, the classes and kind of battle of the classes and, you know, saying people can't get along if they're from two different um, walks of life, basically. But I don't know. I really like this single moment for like a Melissa for for Sean. Like, I just think like it's a nice, nice talking point for him. I, I, I love it for Sean. And I love like um, Feeney's little like, I'm as surprised as you are. I thought that was cute. Um, I really cringed at like the words like undeveloped and yes. like all of this stuff that was like, Third, I think he says third world countries at some point, yeah, which isn't like something some you say anymore. Pretty, uh awful, like racist language in this. <laughs> like yeah. nowadays, it's like okay, we don't. This is not how we should talk about country, like other countries, other countries in general at all. Yeah. Um, but the um, yeah, the the part where Sean was able to, I think, take his own life experience and kind of share that, I thought that that was cute. Right. And the fact that he can articulate that, which is and put it into writing, I think shows that Sean's growing and he's able to, you know, you know, write about and talk about his experiences and becoming a better student. And I'm I'm happy that he got that A plus. It's a rarity for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is something that like, I think living through really did help him understand the assignment and understand 
kind of not obviously in a very large vague sense what other countries might be going through um but yeah I I like this episode it was not one that I remembered not on my radar um but I did enjoy it and I I do think like it kind of goes nicely with the next episode given uh Corey and Sean's friendship and kind of that that is the main crux of the of the episode in the next one but before we get into our next episode let's take a quick ad break the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, let's get into an affair to forget. Um, this one I remembered. This one I remembered. <laughs> we start off at school. Sean and Jennifer, who's new to us. We never met you, Jennifer. We're only going to see you once. Um, they broke up this morning. She's on the prowl and Sean is on the floor with the line. She dumped me. She dumped me good. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Um, it's fine, Sean. You've got someone better coming. It's fine. Yes. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to see Angela. Yeah, only point. only a few months months away, years a year away. I'm so excited for that. It's gonna be great. Um, and Corey's very upset for him. Topanga says that he, uh, he can do better. Uh, she's pretty. She's tall, and she drives a red convertible. I date her. <laughs> I love Topanga so much, and especially like in this, she's so funny. I like the height disparity between her and, and Jennifer the whole time. Jennifer is so tall. Yeah, very How, tall. Like she has to be like six foot. Yeah, yeah. She's a model in real life. Like I kind of saw what she's up to these days. But I, I wonder, she has to be at least like five foot nine in this. I feel like she, she has to be taller than that. She like towers she looks- over, but okay, but like Sean, like Ryder Strong. Oh, they're both on the smaller short, side. Yeah. so short. Um, and like Topanga is short and all like, so she all just three like of them are. towers yeah. over them. Um, this, this woman is evil. Yeah. She definitely is evil. This is why I complained about this episode was just how quickly this like evil plot of hers unfolds. Like it was, I, I had kind of seen the synopsis for the episode. uh, And so I was expecting it to play out over like a couple scenes, but it's like, oh, instantly in this first scene, it's like they've broken up with uh, like Sean tells her like, oh, you're, you know, what Corey had said and she's like oh well I'll get back at Corey by like getting back like it, it was just so fast yeah it was <laughs> like, all oh, premeditated okay. um manipulation it's oh and it's almost worse because it's like you know she didn't plan it out she was just like at a, a, a switch it's like as soon as you call her stuck up conceited and uh there's her nose is something fake. wrong with your yeah. nose yeah she's like what do you mean what's wrong with my nose 
um, I will torment you. And she knows it's Corey right away behind all these bad, bad things that Sean said to her. And she says, you know what? I've been thinking, like, why can't we work this out? And with a kiss, the spell has begun over Sean. It's all it takes she- for Sean is a good kiss. And he's on your side, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he sells out Corey's Nana. How could he? Yeah, I so know funny. the Nana. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love when it. what's funny is like, Certain scenes really stick out in my mind for Boomy's World. And for some reason, this was one of them. I don't know why. But when she's walking by with Sean and she passes Corey and Topanga, I knew she was going to hiss at him. I remembered that. Like, I remember him being like, um, and they walk off together and he's like, what does that mean? And Topanga's like, nothing good. <laughs> it's not that good. Melissa, have you ever been hissed at? Probably. I don't know. By a not cat like- or a human? A human. Uh, you know, that's, like, not, not. <laughs> No, probably not. By a cat? <laughs> Definitely by a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I just, indignant Corey is my favorite Corey. And he, like, he gets so worked up about things sometimes. And, like, later on, this line of anticipating my head meat, like, just sent me. It's He's so funny when he gets all worked up about something. And especially when yeah. it's, like, he's all feeling put out by somebody and something yeah. in life is out to get him. he's just like he we've all done it like we've all done it and this is something that is like so tricky when your friend breaks up with their significant other or like if they're in a fight you're like oh they freaking suck like i never liked him or like he you know he has an ugly face like blah 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 blah. and you have to be so careful because they always like get back together with them and then they're like oh and then you're like i didn't mean what i said like he doesn't really have an ugly face like i was just (laughs) talking out my butt like you know but you know he was just trying to be sean's hype man yeah, he was just trying to make him feel better. And of course, it totally backfires on him. Um, so we're we're now at Chubby's and Corey um, asks Sean what it means when a girl hisses. Uh, Sean, Sean says she was just being playful. She was upset about all those things that Corey said. Um, and I love Corey. This has happened to Corey so many times. And I feel like it's going to happen so many more times where he starts talking about Jennifer. He says that, uh, what does he call He calls her? Zathrak? All hail Zathrak, the undead. <laughs> what does it mean? It sounds like is a this D&D a, term, Melissa. Yeah, is this it, a it D&D does. character? It totally did. Zathrak, the undead. Looking, yeah, but it's. I just love this idea that he's like given her this whole evil persona and she's gonna come feast on his head meat (laughs) it was just so funny yeah it was great it was wonderful that line was amazing um and uh and of course uh we have sean being like you shouldn't like you shouldn't keep stop talking stop talking um and she hears everything and she's like some people only want to tear us apart we shouldn't let them and then she like makes out with sean a couple times on the cubicles or cubicles uh what are they called booths it's like people are gonna sit there like what are you doing i don't understand people who make out in public like this it just makes me uncomfortable um and that's all it really really do hate public affection (laughs) like this i was gonna say we all know jess is not a fan of pda not a pda person i mean just let them live i mean what if people want to sit there (laughs) what if people what Sit sit there like you're in a booth like that's somebody else's booth it's their booth. They always no. Sit that there. was the other booth. They were making oh, out in the got other it, booth. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah you're right. 
Um, and she says that if you want to be my boyfriend, or excuse me, my girl, yeah, my boyfriend, you have to tell Corey you can't see him anymore. And poor Corey, he's now on the floor. He dumped me. He dumped me good. It's awful. All that all, for a kiss, Melissa. For a kiss. That's it. It's such a trope of I feel like the '90s, right? Where it's like, uh, and like Boy Meets World will play on this multiple times, right? Where the girl says something and the guy's like, no, and then kisses him, and he's like, do you know what? You have some good points. Like it's you see it in this show multiple times, and yeah. you'll see it in other shows of this era all the time. I don't know. It, there's so many red flags in this situation. It's like, run, Sean, run. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but we're at the Matthews house and Amy and Alan get home late. It's 11 o'clock. Eric jokes about being worried about them, but he really didn't even notice they were gone. And apparently they went to a one woman show. Uh, she sat on a stool and told a remarkable story about her life. $30 for tickets, which apparently is a lot. <laughs> that that sounds like a deal. That's what yeah, I thought. That's not that much. <laughs> Uh, 300 seat theater was sold out and Amy said they were lucky to get seats and of course Eric has an idea because why wouldn't he have an idea he's going to write his own one man show um, did you love the technology in this episode Melissa of the the huge laptop with the giant printer yeah I know I was wondering if the printer was one of those do you remember where the like the, the paper had like the lines of holes down yes. either side yes. like those types of printers we had to rip off the edge yeah very satisfying I like never minded ripping off the pef- uh, perforated edges I had a teacher who hated those so much that she would like take points off if you left them on like what? you had to remove them yeah psycho um, so Eric is, Eric is writing, uh, look at me, look at me, a one woman show. And then he's like, oops, nope, I'm a man. Um, and he wants to bounce the opening off of Corey and Corey's like, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like finally we're getting to see Corey get some digs in at Aaron or Eric, because we've seen Eric like pretty much be very mean to Corey for most of this, these seasons we've watched. <laughs> um, and I we, love Eric so much. Yeah, I think that he's finally gotten to the point where I start appreciating him more. The first couple seasons, I feel like he mostly is around to, like, push Corey around and, like, have good hair. And I guess about it. <laughs> yeah. But now we get, like, actually funny Eric. Especially before with it gets Before it gets, like, Dumb over Eric. too much on the other side of, like, you know, too stupid. So the, I feel like this is, like, definitely – like the best Eric. Yeah. Um and yeah, then they the- die they dial up how dumb Eric is like progressively oh, over yeah. the course of yeah, the, 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 the dial goes way, way up. They they got a little too happy on the the dial there. Have you seen him on Critical Role yet, Jeff? Not yet. So yeah, I'm watching oh. uh, Critical Role, which is a and d show. Um, and I know I'm getting close. Like Will has said, I'm getting close to the point where he's going to be on, where Will Friedle's going to be on. I'm very excited because like I know he's played it and I feel like he would have, he would be like very fun to watch. So I'm really excited so for that. So he's going to be, he comes like in a like a guest star. Oh, just a guest star? Yeah. I think he comes in more than once though. I'm not sure, but, or maybe multiple episodes Yeah, or and something. like he's hosted his own like Geek and Sundry stuff as well. Like I think he oh. was quite involved and yeah. like, I think he's like a friend of mine. I would watch that. Yeah. I'll have to find the episode once I get to it and I'll send you the link, Sarah. Yeah, send it, it, send it over. Um, So the phone rings and it's Sean and they have code names. It's Dory and Don and Jennifer. Um, <laughs> so which dumb. Is well. 
<laughs> Dana forgets me. <laughs> they get very like nostalgic. Like, mm. oh, it's so nice hearing your voice. It's it's been so long. Um, yeah, it's very um, mistressy dramatic. affair yes. sounding. Where yep. It's like, I got to see you. You're going to let her stand in the way of what we have. I will not be ignored. Um, Melissa, one of the things I remembered from this episode that ho- holds up is when they both go to hang up the phone and then they like pull it back to wait to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I there's like head too. movements too. It's so sweet. And like, obviously the joke here is like, oh, they're a romantic couple. Like that is the, yeah. the joke here but like really it's just two friends and they're so sweet and like gotta say something that's really nice about this is Corey and Sean are not like you're like bro macho masculine men like they express their feelings and like that is very refreshing to see on television especially something from the 90s where men are open about their feelings and open about their friendships with each other Melissa like it's just cute to see yeah, this friendship has always been so lovely. And you're right. Like, Corey is someone who, like, has big emotions, right? And he's yeah. always shares them. And he's, you know, yeah, this hopeless romantic. And so he, he does really kind of go against stereotype in a lot of ways, which is really lovely. Yeah, I didn't love the, like, passing, like, Eric Dig of, like, oh, I, I want my own room kind yeah. of thing. Like, there's definitely, like, interspersed between the storyline, definitely there's some kind of homophobic jokes, which are great. Um but generally they're they're too like pining for their friendship is very funny and then yeah having it all with this all the lines that you're like but she'll know we can't (laughs) we have to meet in secret it's all very dramatic it's very cute i love how they they arranged to meet at the library the next day um and sean of course jennifer sarah is gonna be there too like jennifer what are you what are you doing like give sean his space give him five seconds jennifer's like all up on his shiz and she goes like, oh, because he lies. He says that he's there to study. And she goes, look at that. Now that you're not hanging out with Corey, you have so much more time to focus on your schoolwork. Like, this is so much better for you. Um, Sean had a Cinnabon for Corey with a C on it and a blue bow. And she's like, who's the Cinnabon for? And he's like, see, I knew you would be here. <laughs> she eats Corey's Cinnabon. She does. I love how there's a bow. Like, why do you put a bow on food? That's strange, but like... Or, or a seat. Why? <laughs> why do you need to label it? To label it also, a... she's like, oh, it's so great that you're studying. Here you are at the library with nothing but a Cinnabon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Topanga approaches, like, so subtle. She's like, there's something for you in the classic section. You know, old favorites. <laughs> Topanga is so, like obviously like <laughs> sketchy in this episode she has no chill um melissa i also loved the interaction between topanga and jennifer when they're like oh do you know each other mm, yeah hi yeah. like just <laughs> catty like girl shit like oh yeah i've heard of you and i don't want to associate with you yeah that was very much like yes we know each other no we are not friends moving on like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes, very girl code right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, of course, Corey and John are like talking through the bookshelves. We both knew this would happen eventually. Less time for best friends to spend time together. It's only natural. And I just lo- and I love Corey being like, that Cinnabon was for me, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I also loved when she was like, Corey, is that you? And he's like, no, it's the audiobook section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, we got to meet somewhere. Where? 
Paris. That's the first place <laughs> yeah. she'll look. <laughs> this is just like a classic interaction. It's so good. It's so sweet. I just love the entire thing about it. And then like the um, Jennifer approaches. She's like, you've been over here for a long time. He's here, isn't he? And her just like the physical gag of like her just like moving the books around and Corey just like moving like, all over the ducking place to avoid and her. Moving. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, I'll sit behind. Come on. We have to go to French class. I'll sit behind you and rub your shoulders. <laughs> Corey, I used to sit behind him. <laughs> no, Actually, Corey, you sat in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it's just so sweet. I, I just love their friendship so much. And I feel like this is such a good like episode that represents their friendship because they're just they're so close and they're so sweet together. Um, and Sarah, we get we get another Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Our second Feeney call ever. Yeah. This and is only the second one. I, I Only I the second the time so far. You called out the first one. Yep. Yeah. And the funny thing is, what is Feeney doing, Sarah? What is he always doing? Gardening. <laughs> In his gardening smock. Every time. I love it. It's midnight I love and he's gardening out gardening. <laughs> yeah. At all hours of the night, he must garden. I can't um, believe Feeney hasn't moved. Like, how can you live next to the Because he wouldn't be able to spy on the Matthews if he moved. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Feeney's mortgage is like all paid off too. Like I'm sure like he oh, yeah. only yeah. has to pay taxes and maybe an HOA fee as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just know too many teacher friends who refuse to live in the same city that they teach in because they like yeah. don't want to run into their just students. Just like you go to the grocery store, yeah. you run into yeah. all your students. It's like way yeah. too much, I'm sure. Um, Eric has finished his play. It's 400 pages. And Feeney's like, I don't want to read it. And he says <laughs> – um, I rented a theater and um, the and I got you this free ticket <laughs> above the bowling alley. Perfect. And so he Feeney gets a free ticket, but he needs Feeney to um, sell 50 to 100 tickets for $30 each. Uh, this is like very like high school fundraiser vibes where you're like a child and you're thrown a huge stack of like tickets or like candy bars to sell. And you're like, who, where am I going to sell this stuff? Yeah, yeah. Feeney Feeney offers him luck, and uh, wow, <laughs> wow. He has to say, it's like, yeah, this is not gonna go well. Um, but I love that Feeney is still like supportive, you know, regardless. Um, and then we get Corey cooking. He's been at it all afternoon. Uh, dinner was at six thirty, and now it's seven. And Topanga shows up, and of course, the Matthews think he's cooking for Topanga, but he's not. He's cooking beef brochettes for Sean. Melissa, have you ever had a beef brochette? I have no idea what this is. I don't either. It sounds yeah. Fancy. What is a beef brochette? I feel like it's something that takes a long time to make, based like on Corey's little attitude. roast beefs. Maybe maybe they're like maybe. roast beef nuggets. Oh, <laughs> they're like no, they're not even. They're just like little like steak bites how anticlimactic but what, you know what you're probably to you? <laughs> how old are they supposed to be at this like 14 15 15 like mm-hmm. yeah yeah topanga just had her sweet like 16 she... yeah mm. so 15 going on 16 yeah um but topanga's pie looks amazing yeah like, pie is hard <laughs> and she even did like the what is it lattice or whatever on the yeah. top oh impressive um and of course sean rings he's not gonna make it He's playing tennis um, at the country hurt. club. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Talk about like, you know, like Sean dating this girl who goes to country clubs and like he's wearing this like sweater on his shoulders. Like he has the whole outfit. <laughs> I just picture Melissa like Jennifer walking him into a store and being like, and you're going to wear this and like dressing him up like a doll. 
It's... I just want to know what Chet Hunter thinks about his son in this outfit, right? <laughs> if Vern yeah. is a social oh. climber, then what does this make Sean? I would love to see that scene. Like, w- like that would have been so much fun. I'm sure, like, Verna was, like, buttoning up his little vest and, like, brushing his hair. Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I can see she's that. She's probably very pumped about it. Um, So Topanga says that uh, there's something about a best friend that no one can replace. And so Topanga knows. Like, Topanga is very supportive of Corey and Sean. That's why she made them a pie. Sean deserves someone sweet, too. And uh, and Corey, she tells Corey, in an hour, go to Chubby's. And we're like, ooh, Topanga has a plan. Topanga's smart. She knows how to do this. We're excited. Um, Even though she was not subtle at all earlier. <laughs> we're still <laughs> excited. Um, I also want to shout out the box of Cinnabon receipts. That was apparently how she found out that they were friends. I was like, how many? First of all, like it's not like he wrote Corey's name on these Cinnabon receipts. Maybe so on the receipt, receipt it says... Cinnabon with C on it. <laughs> yeah, or Corey. But it's like, how many receipts must there have been? First of all, it's not just the one. It's, it's like a full shoebox. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's every- like that it's, you didn't eat all of these cinnamon buns yourself, I guess. <laughs> it's like every day, like Sean attempted to buy Corey a Cinnabon. I can yeah. see that, that like every day Sean shows up to school with a Cinnabon for Corey. Like, so cute. Um, Then we get the one man show. Just this was beautiful. Crying. June 24th, 1978. I am born. Um, so Sarah, that would make him a cancer. Oh, wait, he's cuspy. Is he a cancer or is he a No, he's full cancer. He's past the cusp. Okay, so yeah, so he's a cancer. Do we think that's accurate? I don't feel like we said he was a cancer when we did our No, like about we say it. Aquarius, but I guess like he's very I guess he's kind of like a homebody. Like he yeah. likes to. I mean, nowadays all he does is stay home. It's because he doesn't have a job. Well, I guess he does have a job at the. Yeah, I don't know. They don't believe store. in astrology. What? Oh, boy meets world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder how they came up with this date. You know, I just, don't know. Just maybe it's one of the producers' date birthdays or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is a horrible, horrible one-man show. Dance crazy sweeps the nation disco <laughs> it's like who's in 1984 i poo poo on the bus nobody likes me we have people like getting up and leaving amy allen right Feeney all look like bored to death slash bothered embarrassed <laughs> all of the above melissa what did you think of the one-man show by eric it's like exactly what you would want from a one-man show from eric right like it's <laughs> yeah if it had been good, I would have been sad. Uh, yeah, no, it had to be this ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, we're back at I would, I would have stayed for the whole thing. So, oh, gosh. It's I mean, 400 pages. It could go on for hours. Yeah, how, uh, yeah, exactly. Actually, no, like, how long is it? It's it's probably, like, four hours. It's probably too long. How do you memorize all of it also? Because <laughs> he wasn't reading from anything. You just talk and talk and talk. I think he just makes it up as he goes, honestly. I think so. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, so we're at Chubby's, and um, uh, Corey is there. Uh, or, excuse me, Sean is there. Um, and he says, Topanga, you wanted to see me? No, there's someone else. Topanga leaves, and there's Corey. Um, they decide to play pool together, and uh, I just <laughs> how how they get caught is Corey has chalk on his nose, and Sean's wiping it off, and Jennifer walks in. 
<laughs> Sean's defense is, this isn't Corey. This is cake. <laughs> Sorry, what, what does it mean? And he's like, know. it's not the cake that you think it is, but it's cake. And I can't I can't explain it. And um she's like, How did you know I was here? And she said, I got an anonymous tip on my cellular device. And <laughs> she's device. Yeah, and then Topanga comes in, she's like, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, Topanga, how could you? We get our first <gasps> Topanga. Topanga. That's like our first, first one. This is our first ever Topanga, <gasps> like said like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, our, it's a momentous moment. It is. It like, is Topanga. Uh, and she goes, "Yes, it was I who made the call. It's time she knew." <laughs> it's just <laughs> so over the top. I so love dramatic. It. Despite your evil attempt to keep them apart, um, <laughs> at the end, true friendship is stronger than the allure of a cheap kiss. <laughs> Topanga's very good at this, Melissa. I feel like she handles this very well. She's so smart, right? Like, she's so much smarter than anybody else in this show. And Truly. So it's, it's part of why she's like, okay, let me, like, fix all of this mess. Because there's none, nobody's making good decisions right now. So yes, let's put everything back where it should be. <laughs> so Jen gives Sean an ultimatum. It's him or it's, and then she kisses him deeply. Um, Sean asks what Corey has. <laughs> And Corey's like, I can't, I can't top that. And then Sean's like, wait a minute. No, no. He finally snaps out of it. It took him all episode, but he finally is like, you know what? Corey's my friend and I love this. And so is Topanga. Finally, an acknowledgement that Topanga is also your friend, Sean. We've all been waiting for it. Sarah and I, like we've talked about this, how it bothers us that like, we want them all to be friends, not it just to be Corey and Sean and then Corey and Topanga and that's it. Um, and then uh, I just I just love this. I, I don't want to I want to be friends with my friends. I don't want to be friends with you. Um, and then she says, consider yourself dumped. Um, but guess what? He's not bothered this time because he's getting more than he's losing. Very cute, no. Sarah. Very cute. Yeah. I mean, their friendship is um, will t- like it will span the test of time. Nothing can get between them um it's it's adorable uh they are truly best friends and um she goes to hiss again but Corey's like i know i know hiss and they're happy they're back to normal no more secrets no more lies they're sneaking around and what do they want to do and they're like we don't know and then they're like we'll see what's school tomorrow and then they go the opposite direction do you th- you'd think after all this time apart they would actually want to hang out melissa <laughs> i Guess not. But I also think that this entire thing has probably happened in like a day. Like they probably have still seen each other a ton. <laughs> yeah, like this season like, no at school. They, they, they were, were at school. On the phone. They went to the library. They're <laughs> they're chubbies. Like, yeah, yeah. Just see you at school tomorrow. Now, this is not the last time we will see Miss Jennifer Bassett. Oh, it isn't. I didn't remember seeing her no, again. Because of course we will see her um, in the episode. Uh, first girlfriends club, but wait, oh. there's more. Whoa, Jennifer Bassett is Minkus's wife in Girl Meets World, and yes, she is the mother of Farkle. Is she no? Is she like named Jennifer Bassett in Girl yes, Meets World? Yes, she is. Are you kidding? Whoa. This is what very intentional. Yes, this Minkus. is a very intentional move by Boy strange. Girl Meets World. Mother of the Farkle. Wife of the Minkus. Mother of the Farkle. I still can't believe his name is Farkle. Can you believe it? 
<sighs> when your name is Minkus, what else do you name your son? His, yeah. isn't his, his last name is Minkus. Yeah. His first yeah, name is Farkle, Farkle Minkus. Farkle Minkus. Yeah. Oh. So if only we were brave enough to um to cover Gromwaite's world, we can no. once again see <laughs> uh Jennifer Bassett. Big no from so. me, dog. Minkus. She hyphenated her name. Ugh. She's a Bassett Minkus. She's a Bassett oh. Minkus. Yeah. Sounds like a weird breed of dog. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> oh no. Well, oh. Eric is still doing his show. Um now he is talking about his uh trip over the summer. Um his parents are falling asleep. Feeney goes up there and he asks how he's doing. And he's Eric's like, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. Like I like my parents don't even want to hear me talk about myself. Like, why would I think anybody else would? And Feeney says, This is kind of my favorite line from Boy Meets World. Um, he says, The play that is your life, um, all the great scenes in the play that is your life, all the great scenes lie ahead of you. How lovely. I love that sentiment. Um, and he goes, oh, do you think in like 30 or 40 years you want to, um, I would write a play that you would want to see. And then Feeney says, <laughs> no, tonight pretty much killed any interest I had in theater. <laughs> what? I do love that, like the duality of that, right? Like Feeney's so good at being supportive and lovely. And the Feeney Eric dynamic is so good, right? Like they say it at the very so end. So good. But at the same time, Feeney's like, no, I'm not. Like, why is Feeney there in the first place? I don't understand. Yeah. For support, I guess. Because they're friends. Because yeah, he's yeah. supportive of Eric, and it's so yeah. sweet. But it's also, yeah, I love this, like, no, I, I No, I'm done here. And then <laughs> yeah. we get Amy and I'm Allen. And then with all theater. <laughs> yes. Amy and Allen are like, this part is good. Yeah, those two are great together. Um, yeah. Th that's the best part, is, like, that. As the Feeney, um, uh, Eric relationship develops, like, it really does make Feeney a lot more sympathetic and more real as a character. Where in the early seasons, he really is just there for like disciplinary reasons. 90% of the time like he has those cute moments with Corey like when he had the remember the scene with the the war they talked about the war and Feeney yes. wanted to watch TV and all that like yeah. they have cute moments the European sneaker war yes but they're so much more rare than later seasons where Feeney does have more comedy he's given more emotional um, more relationship relationships with the kids um so yeah I just I just love this moment with them together it's very cute um, but this was a good episode. I like this episode. I love seeing Corey and Sean's friendship. I just think like beyond the fact that there are like homophobic tones in it. Um, I like seeing two men in a like in a in a friendship expressing their like feelings for each other as friends. Like it's just great to see. Yeah, um, I've compared them to um to the scrubs relationship of jd and turk a lot like i feel as though it's it feels very similar mm -hmm. of like two men who are able to express their love for one another and it's it's very enjoyable and i think that these two episodes were a nice little arc um for their friendship yeah their friendship is very much like the cornerstone of this whole show i think and it's very yeah. cute yeah, I feel like people think that people like to talk the most about like Corey and Topanga and like their like love and how it is one of those like 
big huge relationships that we watched as children but like the real loving relationship in this show is between Corey and Sean like that they are the staple couple of the show um yeah. I re- yeah I really liked this episode um next week we are covering season four episodes 12 and 13 easy street and what b&b's b&b that is not confusing at all to say yeah <laughs> and so we will not be having liana or mike bloom no on for unfortunately that. not oh oh <laughs> what a missed opportunity <laughs> yes the B- like the b&b the with the b&b's at the b&b <laughs> all the bees all the bees uh sarah are you ready for us to get into fashion hour today fashion hour so melissa i um if you do not know we have two very prestigious fashion awards for um this program we have the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit and the paul Rudd certificate for the most timeless outfit, um, let's start off with the Rachel Green Award. I have for my first nominee, this is in Turkey Day, Amy's Thanksgiving outfit. She is wearing like this neutral color jacket. Um, oh, a white turtleneck. Surprise, surprise. Always this, a like, turtleneck little... with you, Sarah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, like this brown two-piece like suit, uh, like a vest type of jacket maybe, and some brown pants and some loafers. I feel like this is very like working moms, like, hi, I'm Amy. I work um, like a little office job and here's like my little business suit but it's also something that you would like wear for thanksgiving um melissa what do you think about amy's outfit i feel like this color scheme is very 90s for some reason like yes the 90s like responded to the 80s and they were like no no color like that's gonna very do true neutral that's tones. Very true neutral tones only yeah i could totally picture like my mom in this outfit it's i I don't know if so I don't know why it like screams the time so much like which if it's like the cut of the jacket or, or what it is the jacket it's the, the shoulder the pads shoulder for me. pads and yeah. the brown yeah. on brown tones yeah yeah a lot of yeah. neutrals the shoulder pads aren't helping because like it's making her look a little bit linebackerish um she's very like, boxy yeah, yeah she's a very petite woman and so to wear something that is so boxy and wide at the top um doesn't exactly help but like uh, yeah, I think it is very 90s because it's so neutral. Like, just neutrals on neutrals. That's it. <laughs> yes. Um, my next nomination is uh, Jennifer's outfit. And she is wearing a white long sleeve undershirt underneath this, like, um, uh, checkerboard plaid. What is this uh, thingy? Whatever. Uh, some type of plaid I don't know the actual name of it Ah, it's like on the tip of my tongue but um and it's like one of those like little schoolgirl dresses where it's like a high like neck but not a turtleneck don't worry and um like kind of like a straight silhouette and she's wearing some opaque like uh almost opaque black tights and another sort of black loafer like kin heel type of shoe um 
and her hair is straight and blonde and parted in the middle. Jessica, what do you think? Oh, and the trapper keeper for oh, her yeah, accessory. Oh, yeah, she does have a trapper keeper. Yeah, look at that trapper keeper. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, this outfit reminds me of, like, if if you had a school uniform, like, it would look like this almost. Like, yeah, that's true. If it was true. a dress, if it was a one piece. But she chose to wear it. Again, more neutrals. So we only have white, black, and gray in this entire outfit. But, I mean, she's rocking it. It is on the shorter side, so she's showing off some leg, but she's getting away with it at school because she has tights on. Because, um, you know, if she put those hands down, those fingertips are going farther than the end of that dress well she's very <laughs> army and leggy she's army and leggy this oh. feels like the younger version of amy's outfit yeah. right like it's all the same colors it's like she's very covered yeah yeah um i like this outfit though i think that like it's a really it's a cute like schoolgirl outfit and maybe i wonder melissa if they did this because like the actress is a little older and they wanted to try to like age her down yeah i could see that they're trying to like keep her very like uh, appro- like age appropriate while yeah. still looking um, like sophisticated, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only I only have two for my categories today. So between Amy and Jennifer, what do you guys think? What's your vote? Oh, it's tough, Melissa. Are you skewing one way or the other? So we're voting for which one is the more nineties? Yes, outfit? yes. Oh man, I think it's got to be the shoulder pads. I was right? just gonna say, I feel like Amy yeah. squeaks by because of the shoulder pads. Look at you, Amy, winning it, getting the W um, with your China wear. Um, next up is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. My first nomination is Corey. Corey is wearing this little like pullover sweater. It's gray. It has some ribbed arms and a white undershirt. And um, look at him. Some some. I think the shoes are like Converse and some blue jeans. Wait, oh, I had this picture of him dancing. I really liked that picture. Um, <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but like when they were dancing after they won the turkey, I was like living my best life with Corey. They, the two, like, they were like doing, um, like, I don't know what this dance move is called, but they were just having like the best time ever winning that turkey. Uh, I want to see if I can find that picture of them dancing. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, look at him. Look at him <laughs> dance. He's so happy. Um, what do you think about his moves, Melissa? I love the dancing. Um, and yeah. yeah, the it the two of them having this like over exaggerated celebration because they won the food drive and whatever, right? Like yeah. it's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you think about his outfit? Do you like the, is this the sweater that you would want to go in? Is it cozy for you? Um, it's okay. There's like parts, there's parts of it that I probably, um, like, I don't, I think the collar is kind of weird and, uh, I don't know. It looks cozy, but it's probably like not my Not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, wait, Jessica, what do you think about Corey blowing his nails as if he just got a manicure (laughs) knowing that he was going to win? Yeah, it is very like uh, braggadocious. Like he's just like no competition. I can just sit back and relax. Um, Yeah, I love that. uh, That confidence energy. That's 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 my kind of thing. Um, yeah. I also like this sweater. I feel like, honestly, I think I've, I've bought this sweater for my husband before. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a wool sweater, to be honest with you. It does look like a wool sweater. It is a wool sweater. Um, so, my obviously, next, I like it. 
Yeah, my next nomination is another Thanksgiving outfit. Now, I think that Thanksgiving fashion is underrated in general because you – it's like – Because there are so many turtlenecks. So many, <laughs> so many fall aesthetic outfits. So now I have Eric's Thanksgiving outfit, and I love this. He looks like a little model. He's wearing like a cream turtleneck. Uh, or like, say it louder for the people in the back, Sarah. uh, What is he wearing? (laughs) It's it's not that tight to the neck. Look at this. It's like almost a crowl neck, but um, and then he's wearing uh over uh uh, over that he's wearing this like greenish suede jacket, and he's wearing some black pants and a belt and some black shoes. And I don't know, like I'm really feeling my fantasy with this outfit this is kind of like i don't know i wish men wore this all the time not just on thanksgiving am i losing it no he looks good if i could handle turtlenecks like i would want that sweater yeah it looks very cozy i agree i think this is a nice outfit i think the only thing that i would change is like i feel like it shouldn't be tucked in i don't know no it absolutely like people don't tuck things in anymore but I think that I like the color palette here. Again, pretty neutral because we have the cream turtleneck. But you get a little bit of like hunter green. And maybe that's he's like, oh, we're going to the hunters. Got to put on my hunter green jacket. <laughs> a themed outfit. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It makes it even better, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So um, I feel like I know where this is going. But I'll ask the question. Are we voting for Corey or Eric today for the Paul Rudd Certificate Timelessness Award? I feel like it has Eric, to be Eric. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So congratulations to Amy and Eric. Very happy for you uh both for winning this week's fashion awards. Amazing. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a pleasure. It was a long me. time coming. <laughs> it took four seasons, but we finally got you on. <laughs> yeah, because I invited myself on and I don't regret Jessica. doing it. I didn't know she watched Boy Meets World. It's fair. I don't think we've ever talked about Boy That's Meets World. That's what I'm World. saying. See, people just need to tell me more things and then I'll know to invite them on. Right. Jessica doesn't know enough secrets. She needs more. I need all the secrets. She needs more secrets. Exactly. Melissa, do your plugs. What do you have going on? Uh, tell the world. Sure. I uh, podcast over for the Post Show Recaps Patreon. So patreon.com slash post show recaps for YA. We cover young adult fiction. Uh, So we've done Twilight and The Hunger Games. Uh, October, we did a bunch of scary movies. And then we have something new coming uh, next week. So check out the Patreon. Uh, A few of our episodes have been on the live uh, on the main feed as well. If you want to just get a taste, see if it's worth the $5 a month. I promise it is. Uh, otherwise, I play Dungeons and Dragons over on twitch.tv slash DM Philly on Tuesdays for the Dragonfly show. And then I'm also on Humble Year, where we play cute woodland animals adorable. Uh, in a D&D world. So two episodes of that are up over on uh, Rich's Twitch stream. Highly recommend. Um, I play a tiny mouse person with a big personality, uh, and she's really fun. So. Yeah, even if you're not like a big D and D person, I think it's still oh, it's, a it's just like storytelling. Watch. Like if you like a good story, go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> a cute like cute animals plus you know fun story. I, I think it's a good time. So yeah, yeah, it's very fun. It is very fun. I highly recommend checking out anything Philly puts out because he's amazing. 
Um, again, that's twitch.tv slash DM Philly for those interested in that link. Sarah, what do we have coming up the month of, or excuse me, October? I'm still in October brain. We're into November now. What's going on for November? Yeah, it's um, Julia Roberts Appreciation Month. So we recorded Notting Hill with Deidre talking about the PSR Discord and uh, that community. So that will be coming out. Um, it will have already come out. So you know, look in your little podcatcher box and, you know, tune into that. Later this month, we will be covering Runaway Bride with uh, Kurz from the Wombat Water community. And then we are um, having another slumber party. We've talked about this yes. before. Um, by the time you're listening to this, the poll will be closed. But just for poll's sake, let, I'll tell you what's in the lead currently. Um, with 35.6, the Felicity pilot reaction is in the lead, um, as shortly followed by uh, the 90s Sporkle trivia. Uh, so only time will tell what podcasts we will do when we're together, but that's a future problem. That's mm -hmm. not for current Sarah and Jessica. Melissa, um, which would you like to see of, of the four? It's Felicity uh, pi pilot. Yeah. A sporkle quizzes, a random movie chosen by the listeners, or like an ask me anything type of podcast? Um, probably just an ask me anything or like sporkle quizzes, just like something that you can kind of riff off. And, and yeah, yeah, but I never watched Felicity when it was out, so I don't really know. Yeah, the Felicity stands go hard, Felicity contingent of the listeners, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would, I mean, I would be curious to see if somebody created a robot uh to vote multiple times. <laughs> I don't think so. How many votes does it have, Sarah? I don't, I don't think know. we're in that only territory. 45. <laughs> go check out Cherry Hill, New Jersey, make sure, yeah, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, get the tabulator on it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so tune in, tune into that. Um, and then you can catch us at shit 90s pod on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, www.shit90spod.com to send in feedback or leave us a voicemail. And then you can find me at Sarah Ferguson on the Twitter. Uh, Jessica, what's going on with you? As always, you can find me at Post Show Recaps. I'm on the Community Building Podcast with Josh Wiggler, as well as the Succession Podcast with Josh Wiggler and Grace Leader. That's going really well. I'm always hyping up Succession. More people should watch it. It's won awards. It's fantastic. Sarah would hate it, but a lot of people would like it. <laughs> so go watch that show and listen to those podcasts. As always, like Melissa said, become a Patreon, patron of Post Show Recaps. It really is where I spend the majority of my time. Sarah is now a patron too she's mm -hmm. in the discord yeah. as well um you can yes. sign up at the five dollar level and get uh just a little bit of access to the discord or the ten dollar level and you get to see everything and hang out with us it really is the best the best time so um go do that postshowrecaps.com slash patron i am i will say i am having a good time i was a little resistant because i get overwhelmed sometimes it's but a lot. i've been having yeah. i've been having a ball i think the so thing is, think is you need to it. find your spot right some yeah. people are snack chat people some people are D, D people some people are pet people you just need to like find your zone and then occupy that zone i think um, yeah i also think like us. you know start with start with a bit and then expand as you have time right you don't have to exactly be like oh i'm gonna post in 45 channels all at once right like you post in one maybe exactly. a second one and then you move. We've got Sarah playing D&D now. Like, sky's the limit. Anything's yes. possible, people. Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you again, Melissa. This was so much fun. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> we will talk to you all next time. Bye, everyone. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.